The flogcast may occasionally contain explicit content that makes it not safe for work or for minors. It also doesn't provide an excuse to just use the same words on Bay 13. Normal Bigfooty rules still apply. So this is the vlogcast for round 16. The emotionally checked out Tiger Starburns is here and I'm joined by the Andrew Mackey of podcasts from St Kilda Cookson. Hello. The head of security on Collingwood's white thread, Morgan Ashley. Hello. Australia's number one exporter of baby formula from Hawthorne Penal. G'day. And the vlogcast resident pianist from North, Dan. Evening. Now... That last intro may not make a bit of sense, so I just want to ask a question. So, Dan, we, we've heard a rumour that you give piano lessons. Yeah, uh, it's, it's about as truthful as the flower farming and the toilet selfies and various other bullshit that's been landed in my laps ever since partaking in the podcast that's on Bay 13. Except you made this bit up. <laughs> That's true. This um, didn't come from the mind of Suze. This came directly no, straight from the horse's mouth. No, this is self-created. I don't ask me why. I just wanted to. You had the gall to call yeah. poor not Dennis a fucking idiot for asking whether it was true. <laughs> well, I mean, I trust you, Dan. I, I, yeah, I can appreciate that, but I mean, that, I mean, you honestly thought I, I I gave piano lessons. I mean, more fool you. I mean, that's that's not me. Come on. No, you thought you took piano lessons. <laughs> that, that's even worse. Why would I hope I take piano? Never too late to learn. Yeah, but that's a Sue's creation. I mean, that's that. No, come on. Anyways, the, the the important thing is I I, I don't. Give piano lessons. I don't get lessons. I don't. I don't why farm flowers. I don't take. Why not? Well, why would I? Well, why lie? Why are you a compulsive liar? I, I I tell one little little white lie, and now I'm a compulsive liar. Is, is that what okay. you're saying? Okay. What do you got against playing the piano? Well, it's, it's not for me. I mean, it's it might be for you or other people, but I mean, it doesn't interest me. That's all. Not knocking it. Seems like it, a pretty valuable. It. Skill like, yeah, learn, like learning how to swim. Well, some people can't swim, and um, you know they well, drown. Some people, some people um, can't play the piano. Clearly, Dan. Clearly, no, I can't. I mean, I can I can mash on it, and it'll sound terrible. Um, yeah, because we know that mashing's very much your thing, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I'm not a key. I'm not a masher. That's that. I'll leave that to to you and and Sue's. I've, I've seen plenty back, of posts. Let's go to Gil or Tears. What have we got? I've got tears for the fucking last 15 minutes of my life. Yeah, that wasn't a good start, was it? For those wanting to know, it's 11.15 at night. We were supposed to start at 10. 10, And uh, we're not going to finish until like 3 a.m. You didn't turn turn up until fucking 10.30 anyway, Dan. And again, you lied about me. Yeah, you lied about Lie. You told us you weren't coming on and then all of a sudden you appeared and started pointing at us like Goddard. You, you appeared and started lying even more about piano lessons. Mm. You cancelled your piano lessons. Is that, is, that the next, is that the next thing that's going to be used against me for the, like, the upcoming weeks now? Are, are we going to move on from cut-off dicks to, to piano no, lessons? we're going to use all of them. Sorry, Dan's a liar. So, liar of the year. 
Are you actually keeping all this, these morgues, or is it going to come to the end of the year? It's like, who lied again? Jen's winning now. Well, I've, I've, I've hit the lead from, from paddles and, and various other legitimate lies. Well, Paddles, oh. hasn't li- Paddles hasn't lied this year. It's more the trophies named after him, yeah, Morgs. That 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 lie, yeah, is the inaugural bicycle, winner. That bicycle the story could out far out. The trophy is a bike. <laughs> ironically, Dan, <laughs> please stop lying. Do you have any actual goo tears? Um, I got goo, 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 goo for the return of Josh Thomas. He's back from driving Ubers. Yeah, my fellow friend who may have taken the wrong path. Has resurrected. <laughs> I like the symmetry. Anyway, I'm very happy for him. He played a decent game. It was nice to see him back. Good. So the one he got busted for like Glenn Buterol cocaine. Mm-hmm. Did he be- Has he beaten Keith back? Or did Keith get a game? No, nah, he beat Keith back. He oh, he only got upgraded to the list um this week. Who wants to go next? Oh, I suppose I'll have a bit of goo. I suppose. Well, well, as long as as long as you're telling the truth, I mean, you you, oh. I mean, you know, we, we we can't catch you lying. I, I, I next week I'll I'll have my hand on the Bible so that you guys all all know that I'm telling the truth. a Bible for us next week, Dan. Here's another lie. He's not going to have a Bible. Lie, lie, lie. I'm a Catholic boy. I have a Bible in the house somewhere. Yeah, lying is fucking par for the course for religious people, though, so... Oh, yeah, George Pell, he's super truthful. Is everything I say is going to be like, it's a lie. Everything's a lie. <laughs> Why did you say you had you piano just, lessons? Only if just you keep lie. lying, do you I not see the one, pattern here? So everything I say is, is contaminated now. There's nothing truthful that I'm, not, that I'm saying? Maybe. I barrack for North Melbourne. Is that a lie? Say it's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. We've never seen you at games. <laughs> yeah, because... We've got some weirdo who's playing real-life Guess Who trying to find... Oh, Jesus Christ. Right, carry on. Go on, go on Cookie. Right, I'm going to have some goo for just, you know, it's a good close round of footy. I mean, it's always good to see nice close games. You're only saying that because you won a close one. If you lost a close one, you wouldn't be happy. You'd be well, saying it was average. Obviously. Shit. I'm saying our players can't kick goals for shit, which is true. Well, you know what? Since Since Cookie went there... I'm going to have tears, and my tears are for Dan. What, this, but he's lying? <laughs> well, I think you're lying when you said that this season has been, that everyone is average and shit, because this no, has been the best season. No, that is the most thing I've probably said. This has no, been the not. best season in recent memory, no, hands not. down. The only real bad things are a couple, you know, snipings and AFLX and a couple of dumb things, but on the field, this is the best season of football, and if, you, if you're suggesting otherwise, Dan, you are lying. Why is no, no, this is this is the only thing that Dan's gotten right all year. Thank oh. you. Yes. Get out. <laughs> what have you liked? Yeah. I mean, besides the fact that Richmond is sitting fourth, without coincidence, oh, it's the greatest season ever. I mean, why 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 is this season so great? What do you what do you love about? There, there have been plenty of interesting games. Not many fucking close games not many blowouts it's not been predictable there's been some very high standard games there haven't been that many low standard games no one looks uncompetitive and shit like you're saying you know the Bryans have looked bad at times you know fucking the Gold Coast looked bad a couple of weeks so did Freo but other than that you know teams aren't getting flogged by apart from Hawthorne consecutive 80 point That's losses the way it should be if you're if you're a bottom team and you're playing a, a good team you should be you what, should get so you, so you, how, how does that make sense Makes perfect sense. So you, 
Listen, we're becoming a participation award competition where everyone is going to get one eventually. When that's, I watch no, that's my not, team... Not, not everyone's going to get one eventually because of, it comes down they to will. intangible shit. It's just the idea that you can actually beat someone and you can still have a dynasty. It's just going to be difficult. No, no dynasties are dead. Dead. We're not going to see any dynasties anymore. When I watched my team win AFL premierships, I watched my team knowing that my team was the best team in the competition, that they finished on the top of the ladder 100% on their own merits, and they won the premiership Didn't because they finished they on top of the ladder team. in 99? I'm talking about 96. Well, you said well, premierships. Okay. I did. Well, regardless. Liar. I watched my team win I watched the team knowing that they were the best, right? Now it's become a... If your team is in the in the top eight when the fixture is finished, you have a legitimate one in eight chance of winning the premiership. Oh, that's that's horrible. It's horrible. It's terrible. It's, it's horrible. It's, 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 winning a premiership from now on is now just an anybody can win it, diluted. Jesus Christ. Uh, I agree. Every, every premiership after 2015 is just... Last, year, la- last year's premiers, were they the best team in the competition last year? No. no. You know what? Prior to, no. prior to the end, they no. weren't far off it either. They but the, comp- the competitions way. become scripted. It's like WWE. It's like Donald Trump slamming <laughs> that uh, reporter guy or whatever in the WWE. How can, how can you say scripted. they weren't the best team? They they beat they beat four pretty decent sides on the way through in finals. They they yeah, won in Perth. They, they beat the Giants. They, they beat it. the Giants. And the longer the, the season goes, goes, the more apparent it has become that the Bulldogs fluked their way with the assistance of getting a week off before the final started. They were a good team, granted, but they weren't the best team. But right? beat, the but best they, teams. The who was the best team? Used to win, the best teams used to win premierships. Who because was the best they team last year? Um, Melbourne for the first probably, nine rounds. Probably Sydney or Hawthorne, maybe. Well, they beat Sydney and Hawthorne in the finals, you dickhead. <sighs> it's becoming a lottery. And the, anything, the stars had to align. The stars had to align for them to do so. Being a premiership team from now on, or a premiership winner from now on, is isn't going to carry as much weight as what it used to be when only the good teams would win premierships. Because you mean like then, lead only fifth. then you would know that your team was truly great when your team won the ultimate prize. Now it's like anyone in the eight can win it. Now it's a lottery. Yeah. It's crap. You, you, you could you could put you could put last season's season into a simulator a thousand times and the Bulldogs would win the flag once out of a thousand. A thousand once one in a thousand. We, we just happen to live through the timeline in which they won the flag. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can't be the only one who thinks Dan Penal is dribbling here, surely. The team that finishes eighth, right, has a legitimate chance of winning the premiership. Are they more deserving than the team that finishes on top or, or second? No. You know what, Dan? The way it's looking this year... First and eighth might be separated by two games. So, yeah, it's pretty close to an even chance. Why even have a home and away season then? Shouldn't we just play in 16-team finals, no, Tom? No, because we've got to sort out the shit trucks like Hawthorne from the rest. Might as well. No, you, you could do a group stage like the soccer tournaments. <sighs> For fuck's sake. That means you, you sort of have three group stage games, four groups of four, and then quarterfinal, semifinal, final. Each team plays six games max, and that uh, shortens the season and leaves more time for what people really want to see, which is AFLX. 
fuck's sake. My tears are for Dan and Penal. <laughs> no, is it you? Don't, you don't agree with any with any of that? No, I think I think it's all absolute garbage. I think it's exactly the opposite of the way. It really is. So you don't you don't care you don't care whether your team is regarded as the best team in the competition as long as well Hawthorne went the best team in the competition in two thousand eight. Fucking yeah, and and people accepted that because that was a, a one off. Right, but these days it's happening every weekend where upsets are happening. Why is that a bad thing? People are tipping twos and threes every week. It's shit. Oh, tipping twos and threes. That just makes you a poor tipster. Some of us no. are seeing where the results are coming no, from no. and are sitting equal forty third on big footy. Oh wank. Forty third. Wow, good for you. You're well. I'm topping the bay thirteen tipping too. So I'm clearly oh, ahead of you. Guess who gets flog of the week? I'm Mr. Great at tipping. Well, I'm just saying Dan's having a sip yeah, about tipping. Boy, Maybe he should be I'm, a better tipper. I'm, I'm ranked forty third. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> I don't even give a fuck. But if Dan wants to suck about not being able to tip results, like that's sort of the point. Would you like it where well, you can tip nine every week, Dan, this... and everybody wins? Is it you're talking about participation trophies? Everybody picks nine and wins. Oh, everyone's a winner. Everyone's a winner, Dan, because all the I'm results are predictable. Watches football most games every weekend. I like to think I know something, right? And yet there are people who don't know shit who are. Winning competition. That's always been the case sometimes. It's fucking... It's always been some random person, like, it's even worse. I'm pretty sure someone now. had a dog that barked once for yes and twice for no. Or, a, or an octopus. The fucking coin probably would have tipped reasonably well in past years. The coin's just having a bad year. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm right. The bygone era, you knew your team was the best team when they won the premiership. Now it's a anybody-can-have-it sort of award. Anybody can have it. Anybody. Any given Monday. Any side that plays the finals can win it. And you know what? You get advantages in finals, and they're there for you to take advantage of if you're good enough. Nah, don't need it. If, you, if you're there, you're, you've got an equal chance like everybody else. Doesn't matter that you, you finish eighth or, or seventh. No. Nah. We'll, we'll, see, we'll see how this even shakes out at the end. There's still every chance GWS finish on top and beat all comers down. Oh, then I will happily eat my words, but they won't. No, you won't. Because yeah, you're well, a liar. I'm a liar. You you lie about everything. Yes. And we've been on this for way too long, so who's next? Yeah, I, I, I guess I'll uh, keep it rapid fire. So I'll just have uh, goo for youth because, yeah, it finally looks like we've got some good youth coming through with uh, Daniel Wow being re- reinvigorated as a tagger. That's, of course, the, uh, the old-timey, uh, if you've got a kid, can't play football, make him a tagger, and everything will work out. Like so that works. You you're encouraging youth is a tagger. Oh, there's, there's also Ryan Burton, of course, but I've spoken oh, so much about so so much about him this year that I've got nothing left in my uh, tank. Um, That's why, Penal. Lies and um, yeah, a couple good couple good kids down in defence. So that's uh, very goo worthy. Also goo worthy is the uh, the bottle of uh, Octomore that I cracked open uh, yesterday after the win. Very enjoyable. And gonna have tears for people not showing up because we need a replacement for Dan. And uh, yeah, some, well, someone I don't, please I don't show blame, up. I don't blame people for not turning up because they get labelled liars and bullied and whatnot. Why would you want to come here? It's a horrible fucking place to come to. Only if you lie. K4E, I, I don't blame you for not wanting to come here. I'd stick to the main board one. I don't blame you. 
Anyway, Dan's the only one left. What have you got? Oh, God. Well, I had tears last week, but I couldn't get on thanks to Skype. You know, the free service being what it is. Is that even the truth? That is the truth. And you know that's the truth. You know Skype's (laughs) a piece of shit. So don't even go there with that. Um, Well, I guess last week, well, a week ago, eight years had passed since the, the passing of the great... Legendary Michael Jackson. He was a, uh, a he was a guy fuck. that he was a guy that touched many people around the world, <laughs> mainly mainly kids. Um, if if Macaulay Culkin's asshole could say stories, it, it would talk. <laughs> um, and yes, yeah, so he's passed, and hopefully he's resting in peace in hell somewhere. <laughs> Satan is prodding him with his trident sort of stick, telling him to sing or whatnot. Um, it's okay to be a kitty fiddler as long as you make it, make really good albums and cool film clips and shit. No one seems to care. Poor Ralph Harris. Yeah, well, yeah, well, no one really gives a shit about Tommy Kangaroo down sport. Tommy Kangaroo. Down. What else was my tears? I had other tears. Oh yeah, we've had a spat of um, Michael Jackson. Um. <laughs> But a spat of like a lot of violent, stupid shit lately. It was on the AFL field and at suburban footy grounds. We had Glenn Archer last week, and we had this other what's this other guy again? Diversity manager or whatever it is. Oh yeah, the diversity guy. I mean, what are people doing? Just calm down, take a break, just have stop. a Kit Kat, just, just stop. stop, just stop. You know, you don't you don't have to hit people. I mean, anyways, yeah, that's my tears. I don't have any goo because it's impossible to have goo. On this podcast, because everyone's shitting on you every week. This week it's liar and various other things. So you didn't like Glenn Archer trying to deal out some of the old shin bone of justice? No, you shouldn't jump the fence and get violent with other people. I mean, you just—it's a kiddies kids game. You just got to. But the relax other guy was just... touching kids like Michael Jackson. Well, he wasn't touching kids like Michael Jackson. <laughs> <but> he... <laughs> if he was, then then no one would blame Glenn for. Trying to belt the shit out of that guy. Nobody can touch kids like Michael Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't endorse that at all. I mean, parents are fucking crazy when it comes to junior sports games. Basketball's the worst, but... um, I would have thought tennis was the worst. No, like, kids' basketballs, because everyone's sort of confined in a smaller space. Everyone can hear and see what's going on, and it's just... It's not good. Yeah, just stop. Stop. Stop hitting people. That's the message. Just stop. And so ends probably the weirdest edition of Goo and Tears we've ever had. That's on you guys because you guys decided that it's on us. Yeah, yeah, okay, 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 yes, because we because we made we made you talk about Michael Jackson. Okay, well I'll give you that, but it's all mostly on you guys for making it weird and awkward and. Making a start at eleven o'clock at night. You turned up at ten thirty. I ten. I turned up at ten. What are you talking about? I turned up at ten. I prodded you on Skype at ten thirty because I was sitting here waiting. I didn't turn up to ten past ten, and you weren't here then. You're a liar. I turned up at ten. You're a liar. Hang on. No, you can just go to that other Skype conversation. What time it was at ten twenty-one? You fat liar. (laughs) Lie, 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 lie. I came on at Skype at ten, and I prodded you guys. Ten twenty. I've been wait. I've been waiting here oh, for twenty minutes. No. Anyway, recaps, recaps, recaps. We'll begin with cats versus the giants. First draw of the season. How could you not love this game? What have we got out of this? Well, it was a good game to watch. Oh, Hawkins missing after the siren. Just fucking long time coming. But... <laughs> 
About time he got his comeuffins. I think he's had plenty of muffins. Comeuffins for what? No bonus zingers for, for Hawkins, not for missing that one. Well, I mean, he, he's experienced the joy of winning a game after the siren, and now it's time for the reverse to happen. Like, well, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't lose in the game. He just drew it. Well, he could have won in the game. i got to admit, though, second week in a row, how's bloody Chris Scott's actions in the box when he took that mark? Did anybody see this? Yeah, it was a bit of yeah. a premature celebration. Like, oh. he was on the boundary. He could have still yeah. picked it out on the full from exactly. there. Exactly. And, and uh, well, you wouldn't celebrate a draw anyway. Like, he, he thought it was he thought it was home. There was some embarrassing little cheerleading going on there. Like, for a guy who did it last week, was it, was it last week we took the piss out of him? Yeah, against the, the Dockers, must yeah. have been. Like, and he's gone, gone and done that again even before the results known. Like, you're meant to be an adult, Chris. I know it's hard for those two, but fair dinkum. Show a bit of composure. I mean, he's meant to be a role model, a senior coach. I think we can give up on him ever becoming that, but have a bit of decorum. I mean, next thing you know, he'll start fucking jumping out of the coach box and running out onto the field and whacking players. (laughs) We can't have that now, can we? No, we want our coaches punching out walls. Yeah, that's better. That's mm. funny. Yeah, I mean, at least you contain the anger, you know, <laughs> contain the rage. I mean, Chris Scott, he turns more and more into the fucking clown caricature every single day. Angry clown. He's not just a clown. He's like one of those ones that kills people. Yeah. Like a horror movie or something. Those scary clowns. Like, I'm, I'm mainly, above all else, just feel bad for his wife. I assume he's married. Presumably. Yeah, I just, I just feel bad for his wife because, like, presumably she likes to get her ass eaten out and, like... What? The worst... <laughs> 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 well, you know, getting your ass eaten out by a clown, horrible because the, the rubber nose squeaks every time you push back. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like how Penal sort of paused on that before he actually went through with saying, like, just like, should I say this? Yeah, fuck it, let's go. <laughs> yeah, just follow through with it, why not? I, th- I thought we hadn't uh, dialed up the weirdness quotient enough for this uh, episode. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> who got you was that? Oh. Who's making that noise? That's me, but I'm not eating out someone's ass. I was about to stand Is that true? <laughs> Lie. Well, I guess it would depend, depend whose arsehole it was, I suppose. <laughs> you know, I mean, if, if Elton John wants to give me free piano lessons, I'm in sure. <laughs> <laughs> Can you feel the love tonight? Squeak. Anything else out of that game? John Patton kicked a good goal and then spent most of the last few minutes on the bench. Someone stuffed up their rotations. Fucking up rotations is a pretty bad thing to happen. Like, didn't Geelong do it with Dangerfield in a crucial game where he spent a lot of time off in the last few minutes? It's just like, you'd want to be really careful with your rotations at the end of a game. Well, if the player's on the other end of the field, I mean, what do you do? It's all pre-planned, but that's when the on-field leadership needs to come into play. And for a guy like Pat to say, now, fuck it, I'm a match winner, I'm on fire, I'm staying so on. So the onus is on the average players from the respective teams to go, oh, there's a good player on the bench, I've got to jog off now. Is that what yeah. you're saying? 
Jogon. Well, no, no one, no one is going to put their hand up and say I'm a shit player. I'm going to let someone else do it. But GWS have enough fucking uh, yeah, all players running play. out there. No, they've got enough reserves players running out there with all their injuries. Surely some of them would know when to fall into line. It was never a problem for me when I played football. I always stayed on the ground. Lie. Hmm? Oh, there might be a little bit of line to that. I'll give it. Always lying. Always balling. Always lying. Is that it for the draw? It was a bit funny that Heath Shaw kicked it out on the full. No, not out on the full, but deliberate. What else do you think was going to happen? Yeah. It's, especially with Razor Ray there. Yeah. He's, he he's, gonna, he's he never going to. He should have kicked it on his left. Why he kicked it on his right, I don't know. He should have kicked it on his left. What about the. Uh... Post-siren whistle. Yeah. I imagine that sent off a few conspiracy theories. Um, could you imagine if this was St Kilda? Yes, yeah, so St Kilda against the dogs. Yeah. Although, it being against GWS is probably enough to set off quite a few idiots. Apparently, someone figured out, though, that appara- the whistle did blow in a similar manner when he kicked the, sh- the goal to beat Hawthorne all those years ago. And... At roughly the same time, the whistle blew. So. Yeah, and, and someone someone dug up the Monday one and saw that the whistle blew exactly four or five seconds after the siren on that one as well. Mm. It's just he wasn't running in at the time. Mm-hmm. So I think we can put the crazy Geelong conspiracy theories to bed. Well, next we'll go to the lulziest result of the weekend, and it happened to be Essendon again. Losing, this time not coughing up a lead in the last few minutes, but coughing up a 28-point lead, I believe it was in the last quarter, to Brisbane. You know, Brisbane's almost one of those teams you would think cannot reel you in from that point, which makes it all the more funny. Yeah, Essendon, what happened? Uh, well, Brett Goddard, pointy-pointy, 30 disposals to three-quarter time, one handball in the last quarter, really led the way again. Pointed them in the right direction, I guess. I guess he must have been doing something else in that last quarter. Did anyone else see this game? No, I didn't watch it. Man. I saw some of it. I mean, I saw the live scores, you know, I laughed. But... It just never felt like Essendon were all over them to the point where the game was out of reach. Like, there were times where they were dominant, but they didn't actually put it on the scoreboard, and Brisbane were always just sort of close enough. Or if Essendon got it out to a decent margin, Brisbane replied quick, and it was just like, it actually looked possible during the game, but I didn't think it would happen. When Zorker yeah. showed up this week. So did Rockliffe, like even Rockliffe played well. You would have thought they would have uh, tagged Zorko after the last, last couple week, weeks, yeah. but five disposal game last week. They're literally very reliant on a handful of players, Essendon, and if Danaher only kicks a couple like he did, or three I think it was in the end. Yeah, well it was three, four in the end, yeah. and it would kick four straight, and that was probably the difference. Who was the Essendon official that went on Twitter afterwards and apologised? <laughs> the CEO. What, what's that all about? He basically threw the players under the bus and said it wasn't good enough. Well, who are you so, to be saying saying that? You're just a board member. Well, the CEO effectively runs the club, but it is that is quite yeah, a but he should. Yeah, yeah, but it's he, a he sort of no, corporate. He has no place talking about on-field results and things like that. If I'm a player at Essendon, I would have just told him to shut the fuck up. Well, it is Essendon. He had to. He had to do something to stymie the wave of calls for James Hurd to come back. The natives were restless. Bring Hurdy back. Uh, it's a bit of face-saving corporate exercise. Yeah. Pretty meaningless, but at the same time, you know, it's a bit. It's a bit of like fist rattling to sort of say the fans deserve more, and because yeah, you know how feral they can get. You want them on your side, I guess. Yeah. What else do we take out of this game? Anything? Josh Green was, like, grabbing hold of the Essendon jumper and acting like a twat when he scored. Yeah. That was how, funny. Why do why do average players switch clubs do that? 
<laughs> Why do so, they do that? I'm so glad they're giving me a game. Oh, it just makes me cringe. I see it, and I'm like, who are you? You're just you're a nobody. You're lucky to be getting an opportunity at this other club, and you have the goal to thumping your chest with your new jumper and making a dick of yourself. <laughs> it's just like Troy Chaplin with the airplane was actually kind of funny. This was just he did it. Bloggish. That other ex Richmond player did it. What was his Matt name? White did it as soon as he got to Port. He Matt used White to do it. He used it. to do yeah. it at Richmond, but then he did it like literally his first game at Port, and it's like, oh come on, man. Nahas did it at North as well. It's just like, come on, seriously. It's still not quite the level of Brad Green doing it when they're eleven goals down though. You <laughs> no, sure you didn't do it when you had the green vest on? No he was the he was the king of the junk time chest pump. Old green vest. Nard House was just telling everyone he was doing it with no hands on his tripod. <laughs> but no, anything else out of Essendon losing to Brisbane? Oh, haha, Zaka. Suck shit. <laughs> Despite everything, they've actually only won one out of the last five. Yeah, so much for only five teams can win the flag, Zaka. No, I'm guessing it's only four now. <laughs> Oh, no, because he added Brisbane. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> yeah. He went and changed the OP to add Brisbane. Oh, well, at least that's a lousy sort of response to it. Um, but, no, Brisbane's youth showed a little bit if they can hang on to them. Otherwise, they'll be very good players for all the Melbourne clubs when they go, go home. Next game, I think. Let's go to St Kilda. Got one back over Ross Lyon in Perth. Hard-fought quality game. Yeah, I mean, Michael Walters, it would have been nice if someone was actually near him. That would have been quite handy. The 30-6, and six, that's much better than a 20-3. and three. That's Billings plus one. Oh. That's Rioli times six. <laughs> yeah, Daniel Rioli, maybe. Honestly, that should be a match-winning performance. That would be a match-winning performance in almost any other club but Frio, where the rest don't pull their weight enough to complement that. Like, six goals out of, what, they kick 11, 10? 12. They kicked 12 goals, did they? Oh. Yeah. Fucking season high. Yeah. Still, he kicked half their goals and got 30 disposals. Man can't do everything. Like, also, Jack Steele running down and tackling the Frio player for an open goal. That was funny. And he ran all the way from the back line. That was a, that was a fair sprint to run and chase. It's always funny when someone gets, like, fucked up in the golf square. Seriously, like, he had so much space there, and he just sort of plods along. You'd see it coming from a mile, but everybody mm. in the ground knows it except him. It was almost Rewalt-esque in his awareness. <laughs> Basically the same thing, isn't it? Speaking of Revolt, well, how do we feel about Nick Revolt milking the 50 metres? Is, is it lol, stupid, Frio youngster, or is it Revolt? You should be better than that. Low, stupid, Frio youngster. Yeah, we, 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 I, I we know that's what you I don't blame the. I don't blame the Frio youngster. I think the umpire shouldn't get sucked in. Like it's, it's like staging for free kicks. You can't really get rid of it, even if you sort of uh, wave your fists a bit, because the the payoff's just too great. Like yeah. getting a potential fifty certain goal for your team. People are always gonna gonna do that sort of thing. The umpire, it's on him to not get sucked in. So I think the blame lies with him. The moment Logue picked the ball up and he gave it to Rewalt, it doesn't matter what Rewalt does is 50 then. He was stupid enough to listen to his hero. Now, this, <laughs> that, that's what they call exceptional and compelling circumstances that mitigate the 50-metre uh, the penalty. And the umpire was saying, give it to memory, give it to memory. memory. It, it was pretty funny that it turned out that he was his hero growing up. It's probably like he's probably he's, Nick Revolt talking to me. <laughs> yes, Nick, take the ball, please. And then 
Revolt throws it and just, it's just like, yeah, as Cookson Stred said, it just sums up, never meet your heroes. Because clearly, he's probably walking home shattered like some kid who didn't get an autograph. Well, if you think that's bad, what about all those kids that met Michael Jackson? <laughs> Not quite that bad, although Revolt did fuck him over pretty badly. Do we have anything else out of that game? Do we get a Dylan Robertson report? Uh, he played about, well. Probably still, still got to make 40. But I think Carlisle could probably be in a key back. Nah, I'm on the Dylan wagon. No, there's like fucking there were so many five ahead of defenders Carlisle. ahead of Carlisle. Oh, if Robertson's be- if Robertson's behind Carlisle, they yeah, play but... different roles. It's our third man rebounded, the others a big key back. He kicked two goals, man, Jakey. That's more than what fucking Rance can do. Don't see Rance kicking goals now, do we? And if he kicks a bag this week, I'm going to be seriously fucking pissed. <laughs> 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 and it'll be against and killed it too. Anything else on that game? Whatever, the young Darcy guy from Freya looked pretty decent as a rock. Yeah, that was pretty good. Again. Good replacement for Sandy. Well, Sandlands ain't done yet. They gave him another year. Why would you give him another year? He's just deep. I don't know, especially this far out. Like, can't you wait on that till the end of the year? Yeah, surely old, you make the call. Old, old tree that just can't... When was the last time he played a full season? Uh, apparently, he has missed 90-odd games in his career Yeah, that's without, without, ever, without ever doing a knee or, you know, breaking a leg or having one of the turf toes, the worst injury he had, which kept him out for basically a whole season. But everything else, it's all niggles, niggles, niggles. Yeah, those old, old, old man calf and hamstring problems. Let's go to the next game, which was West Coast 1 in Melbourne. And the dogs, this is a big game for both teams. West Coast finally managed to get one of those wins on the road that they so badly needed. And the dogs are just very concerning. Nathan Vardy, match winner. Jake Stringer disappeared. How well the last year's Premier's going. Not even going to make the finals. Well, Hawthorne did that in 2008, and they came back and won a few flags. Yeah, that was a one-off. At least we finished ninth that year. The Bulldogs will be struggling to finish 10th. They're fucking 10th at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, and and they're looking shaky in that position. It's an even fucking year, Dan. This shit can happen. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. Oh, oh, yeah, they can just fucking bread their way into eighth and then win the flag again. Well, that would mean they're a pretty good side if they can do that twice. Uh, No, no, they're, they're not. But apparently that's what we want. That's back-to-back. That's a dynasty that Geelong never had. Back-to-back is the true measure of a team, is it not? Sure, why not? <laughs> Hard to be enthusiastic yeah, but, but about. It's, it's how you win. Oh, it's how you win now. D- domination throughout the season and setting yourself up to be not just fucking fluking your way in a couple finals. It's that's what Hawthorne did. They were very lucky. No. <laughs> <laughs> They were. They faced Fremantle, who can't win grand finals. West Coast. Straight in the prelim, either. Yeah. And, uh, well, also Adelaide got screwed in 2012. At least Justice was served there. I do think the dogs are very concerning, though. Like, it's clearly teams have worked out that if you rough up Johannesson, he goes to water. Like, he's a fucking marshmallow. He's Andrew Mackey-esque. Yeah, I, I think I called and... him an overripe pineapple <laughs> last week. Well, it's the hair. I mean, it's, you know... I mean, um, he just he just he just got out coached. Like you've got An- Andrew Gaff dominating, gets like thirty touches in a half, and Andrew Gaff, like even more so than Zorko, is susceptible to attack. You wouldn't think you'd 
send someone to him, maybe? Yeah, just Something shut mate. him down and curb their run. Jack Darling played well. Yeah, what's going on there? This, is a, yeah, this happened a few too many times in the last month. It's concerning. Maybe yeah, Dan's right. Is, is, Jack, is Jack Darling not shit anymore? Yeah. Malcolm Magikarp guy, he also did pretty well. Malcolm Magikarp? <laughs> Who the fuck's the Magikarp? Carpany. You just referred Malcolm Company to a Pokemon creature. Yes, that was <laughs> Pokemon the Pokemon creature, just called Pokemon, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't get the, the connection. Why, why is he called it? Oh, okay. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he, is he Malcolm Gyarados yet? <laughs> need a few more games, need a few more levels, yeah. then we'll get there. Still splashing about. Jake Stringer, too. He's... Yeah, that Pokemon looks like... He, Jake Stringer's a bit of a magic up these days. Splashing around... I know they won the flag last year and everything, but I just don't think their list is that good. They they needed everything to go right, and it's unlikely that that will ever happen again for them. Probably I mean, not, but that's... Same Cordy, for fuck's sake. Yeah, but they they, they did it when it mattered. When it mattered, as Hawthorne People supporters who, like to say. People who win the lottery pick pick the right numbers when it, when it matters. I mean, it does happen. <laughs> That's totally different. There is literally no skill to winning the lottery. Um, what, what if you pick the right numbers? Yeah. Yeah, that's no skill. It's all fucking luck. It's all luck. You, you, what, you, you beat, you beat a, a, a one in billion um, chance of, of, of winning. Good for you. That's fucking luck. The dogs isn't luck. It is luck. <laughs> it is luck. There's well. no skill involved. Well, the fact that they won the premiership is luck. They are a good team. Oh, they're but, a good uh, team. I thought they were average or shit. Well, they were last year's premiers, so... <laughs> Maybe slightly better than average, but still. They're not a good team this year at the moment on current form. They fell in when they were pretty ordinary early in the year and won a few games when they were crap. But now they're getting found out, and yeah, you're right. A few, few umpire-assisted wins. Yeah, I think the club's complaining has really had an impact, and Dogs fans aren't liking it. Yeah, because fuck, apparently fucking Damien Barrett has ruined it for Dogs fans everywhere. He's, mm. he's let the cat out of the bag, and now... The AFL had to come down hard on the on the Bulldogs this week in the umpiring stakes to just sweep this thing under the rug. Maybe they just don't like his small nose. <laughs> but, no, the Dogs fans have been awfully melty for a team that's been getting a fantastic run in recent weeks. We're awfully melty about the umpires. It's just like, well, if you want to tell us that the umpiring doesn't matter when you win, you sort of need to remain that consistent when you lose. Yeah. I mean, the Dogs fans are just so defensive, like... We were never this bad after our flags. And I say that as a as a fact. No lies or fake news from me. Let's go to Hawthorne got a second win in a row. Put pressure on Buckley and Collingwood. Pretty entertaining game. Pretty good game. High scoring and, you know, standard was reasonable, Dan. Did you watch this one? Um, I watched a bit of it. Um, I'm more annoyed by the fact that I picked the wrong week to bet on for Solo to kick the most goals. That was last <laughs> week. I should, I should have bet on it this week. You should never trust for Solo to come through for you. On you, should, you should never bet on for Solo. Although, although I have to admit to being influenced somewhat by Dan because he, he missed a pretty easy goal early in the match and I just saw that and thought to myself, gee, he must be feeling sad as fuck after that. <laughs> So thanks, Dan, for turning me into an arsehole. You're welcome. Did Penderbury get a chair off? No. No, because they lost. No, they still chair people off when they lose, but he didn't get one because he's unaccountable and they said, fuck you. Pretty poor culture not to 
Chitty my favourite part was off after two hundred and fifty games. Clearly up. fits clearly fits in the category of people who should be getting chaired yeah, off. This is, this is this is all backwards. The Collingwood have been listening to yep. Dan for too too um, much. Yeah, too much. And they've taken it the wrong way. Yep. You no, know, they're only counting accountable games, so he's only at like seventy two. <laughs> if there wasn't wasn't for Gary Ablett, he would be considered the best midfielder in a competition for like the last six or seven years. What a fucking well! Way. I hope I hope not. Like Sam I mean, Mitchell? No, not not Pedro no. Zeri's level. I must agree with Dan there. For the, as a first, I'd say he'd just be model of consistency over a long period of time. Consistent ball winner, consistent ball user, consistent non chaser, consistent shit set shotter. Uncharacteristic. Yeah, I, 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 I counted three, uh, three uses of uncharacteristic from the commentators <laughs> on the weekend. I thought it was a very nice touch for him to go out on the ground with his little baby. Real lovely. Isn't his baby like three weeks old? No, he'd be uh, about six weeks, I think. That's still pretty young to be going through the fucking banner. Yeah, he, but he didn't fucking run. Oh, right? what? You didn't, didn't push the with... baby through the I know, banner. I know, but like oh, take it, take, taking it. Taking it through, did, so did he run out with it? Did, was he holding it? No, the yeah, baby broke the banner and, and no, made it easy. I, I know the baby didn't break the fucking banner, but <laughs> he walked backwards through it so that the baby didn't run through the banner. Jesus, oh, that's, that's too, a, that's too that's young to be taking your kids through the banner. Is it, is it an age limit? Is it? That was the only time he, only time he ran back because <laughs> don't run back. I'd say it's mm-hmm. six weeks. You're getting a little bit cringy there. You're getting a little bit nah. attention whore. Sort nah. of attention whore. Nah. Like I don't think you need to be taking your six week old well, backwards through the banner. Well, I mean, he, he named, had, he he named, he named the kid fucking Jax. J A X. So yeah, and he had a onesie on that had Jax written on the back. Clearly, he can't be making too many responsible parenting decisions. So it's just a another another reason why he's a model of consistency. Res- consistently shit parent. <laughs> wow. Well, I wasn't going that far. I was just saying that was probably not a good idea. But what's, uh, what's the age limit would you have for for, for I'd say six children. months. Six months? Yes, I'd say six uh, months. I, I'd agree. I think you should be able to hold your head up, like, as a human. I, I wouldn't mind seeing the players push the pregnant wives. Really <laughs> why why are they pushing their pregnant wives? I don't know, because it would just upset Starburns and his whole, it's too early, sort <laughs> yeah. of. No, I, I, I remember now... Um, what about when Jordan, Jordan Lewis... Yeah, he took his, like, two-week-old kid up onto the grand final dice. Oh, and God. I remember thinking back then it wasn't a good look either. No. Oh, don't I remember... I think I nearly cried. Don't drop the baby. Yeah. No, I think he's got to pick up the medal. I thought it was just beautiful. If he drops the medal and the baby, which one does he pick up first? <laughs> <laughs> The baby, he's got more medals. Yeah, he can always have more babies. <laughs> I know. What if a player's wife decided to give birth through the banner? Would that be okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, she so didn't give birth on one side, you... and then he'd have to grab it out the other. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> See, we complain about the players not using the banners these days, running under it or around it. Well, this this would this would bring back a. The tradition of actually using the banner properly, and it'd make game day a real family occasion. Yeah, and, the, and, then, thing, and then kids could sit down and watch the fucking movie that the dogs put on. You see the little baby's head sticking through the banner. Yay! Maybe that's what happened to Travis Cloak's jumper. You know how he always has that stain on it. Maybe it's like placenta from the banner. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, no, because he, he doesn't play anymore because he's sad as fuck. But then maybe the the, the five-minute-old baby can, can toss the coin too, or is it, is it too young? <laughs> He'd still pick the right way over Cochin. <laughs> <laughs> See, even the baby knows which way the hurricane's going. <laughs> so it's going to go through the flaps of the banner, the baby. <laughs> the flaps of the banner. You wouldn't want them to be reusing the banners, though. No, and the cheese squads are notorious for reusing their crepe paper. <laughs> Imagine if someone just, like, popped out a baby through the shower curtain. <laughs> <laughs> North wouldn't replace it. They can't. No, they wouldn't. You can't afford the cloth. <laughs> no, but the, the dogs have the same banner. The dogs have a shower curtain. The dogs have a have a canvas like sort of thing banner that just like they opens up their, in the they middle. Put their it's messages not on. Oh. Hang on, is trade draft in the cheer squad? <laughs> you, you would have to you would have to keep him away from any pregnant rest- women or baby delivery. He'd be sitting there with a video camera. <laughs> <laughs> right, this is go- this is going straight to YouTube. This is going straight to the cot. This is weirder than the episode where I. This is your fault. You started this with the whole. He's too young to go through the banner thing. Okay, in all seriousness, is six weeks and two weeks and all that just a little bit too young to be taking your children out? I think there? so. Yes. I think that is that is unnecessarily grandstanding. But I think I've been a bit too harsh on Scott Pendlebury though. So Scott, you if you're listening. Agent. If you're listening and your wife's tits suddenly go dry and can't produce any more milk, hit me up. I'll I'll sort you out. Baby on the house? On the house. Special deals for the Flogcast family. Let's move on. Did we have anything on that game? Oh, shit. There was a game? <laughs> yeah, there was. Were there two threads this week more? It was, yeah, it was, it, was a good, it was a fucking good game. Like, Tom Mitchell dominated. Brian Burton dominated. Brand Power actually looked all right for once. Like, we lost and whatever, but I thought it was a good game. It was entertaining. I'm getting fucking sick of losing, to be honest. Might need a new coach. Uh, I don't think we'll get a new coach. I checked out the, the Collingwood board after the game, as as, as you do <laughs> on Big It's even worse than Morgs described. I mean, what I saw was everyone accusing the other side of being club plants, like paid posters to come on there and either defend or talk down the coach. And I've I've never seen anything like it. Like maybe maybe on SRP, you know, where there's this whole thing about, you know, paid shills for the Liberal Party or something, but the only plants they have are potato plants. The fucking spuds they are. Seriously, they're just morons. I don't even go there. Like as fun as the the white and black thread was, the place is just a fucking home of idiots. It's a team ball. What else do you expect? No, it's next level. It's just, oh, it's madness. Like, I've met a couple of people from the Collingwood board, and they were really nice, normal humans. I don't know where these other fucks come from. I think it's time we moved on. We've covered the game. I think we're into the games that don't matter so much. So the Crows fell in against Carlton. Look, unconvincing win. They're in a rough patch at the moment. Adelaide, but they still got to win. That's what happens to good sides. Oh, oh. shit, I just dropped my phone on the cat's head. Fuck. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See, it's very easy to drop things. Imagine if Pendlebury dropped his baby going through the banner. It's very dangerous. Oh. It's a fucking seven plus, too. Would have hurt. Poor cat. <laughs> Poor Jesse. Poor Jesse White. 
You just got uncontested position. <laughs> oh, now he beat me. Fuck, go back to sleep. Yeah, but the, cro- the crows <laughs> fell in, as, and as good sides do, good sides win. That's how it is. So they're looking good for top four. What's with Bryce Gibbs with the tackling and all this shit lately? I don't get it. <laughs> He's angling for a new contract. That's the only thing I can say. Dan really doesn't like the new <laughs> AFL. It's putting me off. I don't like it. He's had 15 you don't tackles. Like any, you don't like anything. You're like Pauline Hanson. No, I don't is, like this it. Is, no, this is Bryce no, Gibbs, no, though. This is the softest, I don't like softest players. I don't too. like anything. I don't like hmm? My shopping trolley murdered. My groceries just gone. My big M just gone. <laughs> He's <laughs> right about Bryce Gibbs suddenly tackling. That's some really weird shit. Yeah, come on. It's, it, he, this guy's soft. He doesn't tackle, and now all of a sudden he's tackling. Well, he was he was fucking playing against Adelaide, so maybe he just wanted to say, please Wasn't come get player, me. Like Look, I tackle. Ago, I'm worth three first-rounders. Wasn't there a player like two or three years ago mocking him on Twitter for laying one tackle in a game? It was when he, he laid one tackle in a game, and that just happened to knock a guy out. And so I think Kane Corns. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. someone from Port. Yeah, he knocked out Schulze, and then uh, Kane Corns went full keyboard warrior. Now he's posting double-figure tackle counts in, in games now. Mm. He's a tackle merchant. Well, he's improving his game. Everyone identified him, said, hey, post pictures of Bryce Gibbs looking like a bitch, and you could have posted plenty, and now he lays tackles. So you got a problem with... He still looks like a bitch. He looks like a bitch whilst doing it, but at least he doesn't play like one. Yeah. It's in case he's like looks like Jane plays like Tarzan right mm, now. Pretty much. Yeah, he kind of looks like Rory Sloan when he doesn't get tagged. <laughs> Oh, what a fall from grace Rory's had. Yeah, it's yeah, all cookies. He's gone fault. down a hill. It's all, no, it's all your fault, every one of you, for jumping on his wagon and pumping him up. Because ever since you did, taggers yeah, have gone to him and it's gone, oh, this death, is sick. mate. It's cookie. Hmm. Cookie's ruined Cookie's Rory's kiss of death, the down new segment. Yeah. I'm sorry, Rory. I'm sorry. <laughs> he sounds so dejected. Yeah, he sounds, he sounds like it's his heart's it. been broken. Yeah. That sorry sounded really sincere to me. It's like, I'm sorry. Rory, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Send Rory lots of love. Yeah. Anyway, Gary Ablett's 300th against North. We'll move on to that game. Well, they were always going to get up for little guys, weren't they? Lynch kicked five. Yeah. Wake kicked four. Yeah. There's nothing. North were just average. Well, no, the latter would say they're below average. Yeah, that would say they're shit. That's if everybody true. else is yeah. average, North would have to be shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think Dan's acknowledging football. that he, he's wrong there, or lying. <laughs> No, lying sounds better. It's more funny. Just say I'm lying. I don't know. How the hell did Ainsworth not get the rising star nod this week, but a random hawk font guy did? Yeah, that's pretty poor, isn't it? The rising star is always on consistent patches of form. So you've got to be good for like well, six weeks. No, I think uh, it was uh, Hardwick, wasn't it? That got it. The funniest Just, he's part been good the... for six to eight weeks, so he's, he deserved it. The funniest part was Matthew Lappin crying about it on Twitter because <laughs> he works for Gold Coast. Who actually decides who gets the nod from the AFL? Who actually does that with the rising star? Does anyone know? Like on a week-to-week basis or at the end yeah. of the year? No, the week-to-week basis. Judging by some of the selections, probably Hamish. Dylan <laughs> just says pick someone, Ham. Yeah, but he wouldn't watch any of the games, though. What would he know? He's all about the kiddies. Haven't you seen him at halftime doing his interviews? Speaking of wankers, like Hamish, Basil was on, on Saturday night on the coverage 
at night, but he also did weekend sunrise in the morning. It couldn't work for like 14 hours. It's too much basil. Like they said Eddie everywhere was a bad thing, but really. <laughs> it's basil everywhere. Basil was. Basil, basil anywhere is worse. <laughs> basil sunrise and then did football all day. No, I'm not giving him any praise. He needs to scale back his commitments and have an early night and not do anything on a Saturday evening and just focus on his breakfast gig and his weekly news reading. He needs to work on being a better person and just not being an annoying cunt. (laughs) That would be better. Nothing else on Ablett's 300th and North getting done and Ainsworth getting robbed? It was no, nothing interesting. No, nothing interesting come out of that the game. Rising, the Rising Star has always been a like consistent performance award. Well, how can this guy get it for consistent performance when no one's heard of him until this week? Plenty and of fucking people have heard of him. Brayden Freeney should also get it. Oh. Let's move on. Port failed again against the top eight side. Hardwick, the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> Maybe they weren't meant to give Damien Hardwick the prize. Well, we know he's going to get coach of the year. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Ken Hinckley tagged Alex Rance and it worked for about a half. And then, unfortunately, Chad Wingard put that to bed in the last quarter, which was quite an amusing call from Hutto. <laughs> Wingard kicked it in twice in a minute to Rance in acres of space. <laughs> and Hutto's called the second time along the lines of, oh, he's kicked it to Rance again. As though, like, half just disbelief and disgust. <laughs> <laughs> the Wingard's managed to pluck out the best player on the opposition twice when Porter trying to win the game back. He's literally the second time, 30 metres of space, which I found quite funny. But I don't know what else to say out of this game. North Melbourne superstar Dustin Martin looking good. <laughs> You're going to look very stupid, Dan. <laughs> he already does. <laughs> I already do. I mean, I mean, why would you even bother going that Honestly, there's not much out of this game. I can't think of too much. Oh, no, actually, I can. Now I know how Morgs feels, actually, when Paddles likes to pretend that Brisbane are Collingwood's rival because we've mentioned him already this episode, but Kane Corns, the idiot that he is, basically said that he actually put Richmond above the Crows as Port's rival, which I think that's a bit of hyperbole, but really, even pretending there's a rivalry, Kane, if there's a rivalry, it goes one way, except perhaps Troy Chaplin, but he's not at Richmond anymore. But really, there's no rivalry. Kane, turn it up. Plus, well, on, what plus. Basis, on what basis would he have those two teams as rivals? Port and Richmond. Yeah. He apparently brought up some really obscure thing from 1997 about a preseason game and some guy I can't even remember who played for Port that apparently roughed a few Richmond players up in a preseason game. And it's honestly, it seems like it's mostly. Troy Chaplin, but he's gone now, so who gives a fuck? It was funny to see Jack Revolt scoff at it on AFL 360 last week. You've got to love that when someone's trying to manufacture a rivalry and the other side goes, come on, you're kidding me. Port need a stick. Stay in your lane. You've got one rival. Yeah, if you want another rivalry, go and try and manufacture one with with the Gold Coast, the other franchises. You know, get that China thing going. You could cash in on this rival. rival. You could play them in in, in China next year. You don't want to fucking play them in China, you cunt. Don't want to play them in China. You can't. They're playing in India. <laughs> Get it, India. And the last game, same old Melbourne, really. Just when they're looking good, they put in one like this that makes you realise that everyone went too early. We all knew this was not, going to happen. Not everyone. They went too early. Once again, Melbourne forgot they were Melbourne. As soon as you forget that you're Melbourne, you get ahead of yourself. And you see yourself in Posey Lane being fucking talked about as real contenders and blah, blah, blah. And then you go and whack somebody and lose at home on a Friday night. And then you remember that, shit, we should just stick to Sunday Twilights because we're fucking crap. <laughs> 
<laughs> They've been getting really ahead of themselves and cocky bunch of campaigners, so yeah. good to Plus, see them, weeks, I guess, fail on the biggest stage of all. Collingwood by, like, four points. Fucking know oh, your... Oh, no, it was really ten points. I <laughs> know <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get your $34. <laughs> That's still funny. It was, yeah, it was sad as fuck about that as well. Yeah. The $35. Could have traded me to North after money. that. How many weeks is Bug going to get? Six. Yeah, yeah. A six. What a stupid week to do it. Yeah, terrible. No character references are going to save you this week. Who could he trot out? Like, no one. No one. Could probably save him. Jack Watts. <laughs> Jack Watts is your character reference. Just don't get Jason Johannesson. This is an opportunity for the Callum Mills and whoever he wants needs to post an Instagram photo of him and some other Sydney player with a... T- response saying ha 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 <laughs> after the sentence is called out on bud ha 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 yeah ha 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 that's the best you got well what would you say i'd say bugger off oh that's, that's even better bugger off <laughs> it's a I'd, fucking I'd pun you can't the, i'd just do the shh thing that he did to the crowd i don't know i wasn't the one suggesting it then but like ha 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 okay well whatever you can say whatever you want the point is you gotta you, you use the opportunity to to get one back i think they've already used the opportunity to get one back by throwing him completely under the bus in the aftermath words like dog act and all that sydney throwing the player's code out the window yeah you saw one of their players i think smith was being very diplomatic about the the, the situation but then they went to Papley for an interview, and then he just goes, yeah, it's a fucking dog act. I don't want to see that. And so, yeah, we've spoken about how we want more players speaking their mind. And so I guess, as Heath Shaw would put it, it takes a fucking retard to come out and say what they really mean. <laughs> Good notes and move on from that. From Nothing else on that game? No. 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 I think Morgs is right. Melbourne need to fuck off back to obscurity to play well again. How many weeks do you think Tom Bug get? I already asked that. Oh, I didn't listen. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, Ten. <laughs> That's a whole season, according to you. And he deserves it. <laughs> Let's move on to the talking points, and we'll stay on Punchy Punchies and the Basha Hooli trial with the character witnesses. Like, this didn't seem like it was going to be much of a story, but oh boy, Malcolm Turnbull, Waleed Ali. How can you give a character reference for something that he does on the football field? I don't get that. Well, I think the idea it's was that he thing. would never mean to hit someone. Which It's, it's not a new thing. But, but, Adam Trini had a had a character reference from Rodney Ede once, said it during the week. Character they, references are not new. They tried to trot it out to make the argument that it wasn't a deliberate act and that he's not that sort of guy. But I think surely once the tribunal grades it intentional, then surely you can't just take two weeks off the penalty no. just like that. That was the fucked up part. I think the character references just completely head-fucked them to drop it like two two weeks. Like, yes, he didn't mean it, you can tell. He doesn't actually look around to see. He just swings wildly to get rid of him, and he happens to collect him in the, the head. But, you know, that's still worthy of a ban. You f- probably should have looked at him if you were going to try and whack his arm away. Honestly, if you just applied it to the letter of the law, if the character references stayed at home and the tribunal had just gone high, intentional, but he's never been suspended in his career, so obviously his on-field record is very good. Four uh, down to three. So four down to three. Mm. Yep. No one would have batted an eyelid, but the fact that you brought out Wale, brought out Mal- 
Turnbull, and then all of a sudden they got to two with it still being intentional. Everyone just lost their fucking mind. It was, it was an absolute circus. Like, the character references don't actually make a difference too much until he gets two, and then everyone all of a sudden goes, what the fuck is this? And it was just like, I knew as soon as that happened when the AFL challenged that he was going to end up with four. Because two wasn't going to stand. Two, there was no way two was standing, and they would have just taken it to four without the discount that the tribunal and MRP usually give. I think Richmond outsmarted themselves on this and the tribunal got head fucked. They clearly dropped the ball on this. They just really made severe mistakes. Just like, yes, Bashahul is a good bloke, but it doesn't matter. You whack a guy in the head, you're getting four weeks. If he had had two references that weren't uber flogs, no one would have cared about the references. <laughs> well, he had three references that were uber flogs, actually, but we didn't really know about that till today. Well, yeah, till today when that guy went and king hit somebody. <laughs> Imagine if that guy had a king hit someone on the... Like, I don't know how how it could have worked out, but if someone dug it up, that guy actually got done for King. Yeah, well, on the day of the appeals tribunal, and yeah. then it would have been 10 weeks. It would be better if he did it the same weekend. Yeah. yeah, this guy's a great guy, and everyone's like, your opinion doesn't count. <laughs> Wait, the thug says he's a good guy? He must be a shit bloke. <laughs> Throw the book at him. Give him 10 Tom Bug weeks. Ha ha ha. It was just... <laughs> Nah, what a absolute clusterfuck of a thing. And the diversity officer guy, like, that was a genuine shit act. That was worse than bug or hooli. Like, he charges in to belt the guy in the head. Yeah, it's like, that's the sort of criminal press charges territory almost. And his apology was just... Did anyone buy that? Did anyone see it? There were some serious crocodile tears there. I heard it on the radio and it sounded like crocodile tears. It looked like crocodile tears. I've been known to apply fake tears. I know what they sound like. <laughs> they came straight from the morgue's book of I don't want to be in trouble, I'll cry. <laughs> he should be gone for at least the rest of this season, minimum, and probably halfway through the next one. People yeah, are calling for him to be job for it. But that's a bit harsh. Well, his job at the AFL? Yeah. Oh, of course. Like, fairly natural, I would have thought. I mean, fucking going king-hitting a bloke isn't very diverse. <laughs> his ability to discharge the duties of his role effectively is severely impaired by this. Like, no one, no one's going to take him seriously. Got to let him go. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> you should play the piano to that song, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> nothing else out of this game? Oh, sorry, nothing else out of that? We're not talking about it well, There was no game. Yeah, I know. It's fucking late. No, I've, I've got no more to comment on from the fucking Bush League the game. Urban League. Speaking of Bush League, though, it's reignited the debate for red cards and the send-off, which... We did discuss this briefly beforehand, but people want to bring it in for normal games. People want to bring it in for finals. How do we feel about that? If it's what, a legitimate what? cunt act, like I'm talking Barry Hall and Staker, red card. What, in any game? Any game. Like, you've knocked no. out an opposition player deliberately. I don't mm. give a shit who you are. Your team should be a man down for the rest of the game. But just you get as, like, weeks for it. No. The others. No. Yeah, but it's no. punishing the other teams. It's like, you need to have the punishment on the game day. It's like, they're a man down down with their rotations and yet he can just walk I'm all for play. it as long as they don't use the terminology of red card or yellow card they the what? umpire can just point to the to the semantics you're going to call it the naughty corner it's better than stealing other codes ideas and things like that I mean it's it's oh. like the weirdest thing to get. No, listen, this is not what we do. We don't hand out red cards and yellow cards. No, we hand out blue ones, and that means get off. 
No, you just need the umpire just to point to the to the interchange yeah, bench or just tell him to get off the ground. Or you. Yeah, in Formula One, they give out the black flag if you're disqualified. So oh, the maybe Welsh could... badge. <laughs> That's the old Welsh badge for the sniper. Well, maybe an umpire can put a sticker on the player's forehead or something and he has to get off the ground. Like, <laughs> it's like, a, a, like a sad, smiley sticker or something. No, I don't think that we should be giving the umpires any more power. No, I known... agree. Razor Ray. Exactly there... right. Razor Ray would get, like, a little bit of fucking excitement would get to his head and he'd be like, you're gone. The only thing I would be okay with a send-off rule is if you take it out of the hands of the umpires and give the job to the police. If someone clubs someone, king hits them, that's a fucking police offence. Arrest them on the spot, and then they're sent off. Fuck right. that job done. It's the same St Kilda cops that let the Milne evidence disappear. No. I think you just got to trust in law enforcement and that they're not going to be partisan. Well, they no. can't be unbiased because even police officers are football fans and they have their own teams that they support. Yep. And... What, we, what we need is we need moderators at football games. Oof. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Boy dogs. They're unbiased. <laughs> Just get Boy Dogs to do it. It'll be perfect for him. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, Imagine I'm... him fucking at a North game. He'd do try and send off James Brayshaw. How about Ford Press? Oh, yeah. You wouldn't have any players <laughs> left on the field. Jesus Christ. What about no, Jurors? No send-offs, no red cards, no, no. Imagine how much TV time Ray would try and get out of it. I no. agree. Even if the AFL ran it, you don't need it in the season because you've got suspensions that go for a lengthy amount of time. If that's not a deterrent, nothing is. If you're so adamant that you need to even up the numbers get one of your shit truck players to knock someone else out yeah win-win get your list clogger to do it you get your your Braden maynard to belt someone have you noticed how i've been shitting on Braden maynard a lot less lately has he been okay yep <laughs> tim broomhead's my new favorite to shit he's on. got a really bad haircut yeah him and tom langdon need to go to the hairdressers oh actually speaking of hairdressers did anyone catch the brisbane player pull cow hooker's man bun out in a no. marking contest uh-huh. <laughs> put oh, him off brilliant. completely he just reached in and he basically pulled the hair tie out as the ball came in. <laughs> that's that's amazing ingenuity. Like, that could have won the game for them right there. That was quite lousy. But I agree. Like, no red cards. Yeah. Don't need it in the season. That's a deterrent. In finals, if you're sniping someone in finals, you're an idiot because you're costing yourself a grand final. Hopefully there's no more bug incidents for a while because if there's another one, and then I think the AFL yeah. will if, overreact and bring it in. What if an umpire but, takes takes a goal off the scoreboard to be in for that? No. That's not harsh enough of a punishment. Even so so if a team's like 100 points up, they could just start hitting blokes at will. Yeah. Yeah, so you're, you're incentivizing it because they're only getting a goal off. Yeah, but in the first quarter, if you could, like, minus six points for you to take their best player out of the game for the rest yeah. of the game, you'd, you'd make that trade. Look, if you get suspended in finals, no one's going to cost themselves a chance at a premiership just to knock the best player out of the other team. Yeah. It's, no, it's, no one's it's, not going to... No one, no one will blatantly go up to the opposition's best player and knock them out. That, that well, will never That's happen. exactly right as well. Like, look at Jed Lamb, it Brent Staker, so e- even Callum Mills. These are not the best players for their team. The thought of thuggish snipering uh, a send-off rule would try to avoid is like the grand final type, and that hasn't happened in so long that it's not worth talking about. But if the AFL has another one of these bug incidents, then they will overreact and bring something in. I just hope it's not in the hands of the umpires. Give the umpires whips. Steel chairs. The only game that could possibly have an impact is the grand final, where someone might just snipe Brisbane 2004 style just to try and, or Yates on Brereton 89, like just to try and take a good player out and win. Or but any time before that. Collingwood in 1999, mm. thugs. Just those sorts of things. No one's going to do it in a 
prelim because you don't want to risk missing a flag just to take out a player. Steve Johnson did it plenty of times, but that's because he's fucking thick as <laughs> yeah. doornails. Doornail? <laughs> What's a doornail? I have no idea. I have I forgot what the expression was, but doorknob. Doorknob. that's what I went with. Doorknob. There we go. And it's funny because it's a knob. Or wall nail? Anyway, nothing else on the red cards? Ah, no. I want to flog cast red cards. Oh, yeah. There'd be no one left on here. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say, who's getting it first? And I'd probably yeah. last like two minutes. Well, there's Danny. He's gone again. He lasted two minutes this time instead of the 30 seconds. <laughs> we could do a fucking betting league for a first red card. Yeah, betting. Lethality will love it. Or our lethality, Dan, will love it. <laughs> Melbourne's drinking session. Do we have anything on this? The four players going out and getting shit-faced on a six-day break. Uh, especially when you've got a whole stack of injuries. And... Yeah. Like you've got a chance to get a spot in the team. Some of the spuds Talk they about. brought in, that Wagner guy was pathetic, and he only got a game because these guys got suspended. Walks right, they celebrated too early. Mm. Yeah, these wankers were celebrating a VFL win. <laughs> like, seriously, you cunts can't get a game in the seniors. You're just about to get a call up, but you're too busy going out and getting on the piss because you're morons. Sucked in. Melbourne, we sell- sold you another <laughs> fucking lemon in Ben Kennedy. <laughs> I think that's all that needs to be said on the matter. Speaking of... um. Lack of commitment to the cause. Connor Blakely gets a contract extension one day. Gone surfing <laughs> the next. <laughs> he went home sick to go surfing. That's the best. <laughs> so Ross got a bit of a cold. Maybe the salt water sort of helps the symptoms, maybe. Nice. I love the video, the footage they showed of him like doing my like, bodyboarding flips and shit in the water. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if you actually got injured? Jimmy's like, how did they get the footage of that? <laughs> I'm like, I don't think that was today. <laughs> you wonder how he got busted, though. How do you reckon he got busted? Someone actually made the point. Do you reckon he posted dumb enough to post it on Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> he checked in at Scarborough Beach. <laughs> hey, Bunbury Waves, you ready? <laughs> what a dumbass. I mean, we've all chucked a sickie and we've all done stupid things, admittedly. But come on, don't go surfing. It's pretty amusing that this is happening under the Ross Lion culture, though. Like, these sorts of things under Ross. Yeah, I think the, the, the hard... <laughs> Would have taken it. <laughs> the the hard nosed discipline like can only stand up for so long. Like mm. the players are gonna rebel and do stupid shit eventually. Yeah, like it's not quite taking your cock out and taking photos of it, but you know, worrying signs I think. At least he wasn't surfing in a suit. <laughs> Let's go to the questions. We're going to take two of them, both from Legrill. The Aladdin of the AFL pops out of his lamp and gives you a choice of these three options for head coach. It's a two-part question. Brad Scott, Nathan Buckley, Damian Hardwick, who do you select and why? And then following on from that, is the pressure on Bucks and Dimmer warranted? Is the faith in Brad warranted? Go. I would choose Hardwick because he is by far the best coach in this competition. It's not even funny. And is the pressure on Bucks and Dimmer warranted? It's warranted on Buckley because I don't rate Buckley, but Dimmer's well, Dimmer speaks for himself. And the faith on Brad, I don't know. I mean, he, he has taken North to finals before. Now he's into the next phase of where the team is at. So, yeah. I'll take Buckley, and I'd say the pressure on him is... Unwarranted. Okay. Slightly warranted on Dimmer, definitely warranted. And the faith in Brad is unwarranted at the moment. I'd go Scott. He at least has the most reliable sort of thing. Besides, we want to see Brad Scott 
melts them all. Oh, can you imagine Brad Scott at St Kilda with the fucking umpire free kick counts that they get? Well, he's not going to melt if, if his team gets free kicks, Penal. No, but St Kilda are always on the wrong end because they always get shafted, apparently. Yeah. Has everybody answered that question? Hardwick, of course, because he's the best coach and he can reunite with... Rising star nominee Blake Hardwick. You can have him. I'll take your coach. Thanks. He is being unfairly maligned. Nathan Buckley is being very fairly maligned because he's got no clue. And uh, Brad Scott is being unfairly unmaligned. So he should be maligned. He should be. Is that everybody? I've lost track. I don't think I answered. But you sort of said Buckley was unwarranted. I did recall that part. Yeah, I do think I think the scrutiny on him is completely ridiculous. Okay, and is he your choice of the three? Um, no, Hardwick is. <laughs> okay, faith in Brad warranted, yes or no? Uh, no, 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 no. Okay, Legrill also asks, I have a very bad feeling the AFL will offer the carrot of number one draft pick to the winner of AFLX. Is this how they ensure participation in the competition? It's not. It better good. fucking not. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's not going to. Well, you could get it, Dan. You could I know, exactly. No, we're going to finish last, and we're going to get the number one pick. Well, the other way, I mean, it could happen. It's not a stretch. You just trade it for some sad player at Hawthorne. No, we don't say that. No, we're not. We've learned. We've learned our lesson, hopefully. Oh, obviously not. Jager O'Meara, he's probably feeling pretty down right about now. Oh, yeah, want to take him off uh, our hands? Well, I mean, if you... If you Tyrone Vickery. If you give us some, some promising kneecaps, I mean, maybe. I think you guys really need a player like Jager. If you throw in a walking stick in a wheelchair, I mean, who knows? But back to the question. They're not going to do it. This is ridiculous. They've no. talked about how good it is that everything's the way it is. They're not going to throw the number one draft pick to a team that wins this bullshit. Not even the AFL would do that. Why can't, why can't the carrot be a, a million dollars? Well, oh, that's that's a ridiculous carrot too. Just no, I'm, no. I'm, all for, I'm all for this. And for everyone saying that the number one draft pick has to be sacred or sacrosanct or whatever, just look at last year. Essendon got done, done for drug cheating, lost all their players, still got the number one pick at the end of the year. Yeah, and that was wrong. Two wrongs wrong. don't make a right, Penal. But this is this AFLX thing. It is it is so right. <laughs> This is just ridiculous. They're not going to do it. And they shouldn't even offer money for it. They should just fucking just let it die. AFLX me daily. AFLX me nightly. AFLX me ever so rightly. Anybody else want to weigh in? They won't. Oh, I, I, I don't want to play AFLX. Just let us get a first round pick back. It's, come on. <laughs> no. I thought you have all this good youth now. You don't need one. Yeah, but I want more. Like, <laughs> Let's go to this week on the Bay. We'll begin with Thread of the Week. What do we got? Damien Barrett has a small nose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just nominating the title. It just makes me laugh. Oh, the OP's He's probably not the best. bad either. Yeah, the OP's pretty good. There you go, Lethality. Come on. We need you. I, I really liked, if just for the name alone, mainboard thread entitled uh, Nigglers Deserve to be Punched. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think it got renamed. Uh, did it say lynched? <laughs> just uh, Nigglers I... Deserve to be Punched. It got either deleted or renamed to Defending the Thug. Can I go for another random thread? Did Matthew Lloyd ruin Josh Fergood's career? What? <laughs> it's on the main board. <laughs> I think, well, I think he, I think he did though. He did. I think he did. He, I mean, he wore that bloody thing on his arm and nearly killed him. I mean, all oh, right. And Matthew Lloyd, he's got history. Dirty sniper that he is. <laughs> One of the great tragedies of recent times. <laughs> 
I like the sour grapes ladder that was moved to the bay because for some reason it has us in fifth, and that seems like a good ladder to me. I have a thread, and I was going to mention the talking points, but we've been going so long I figured I'd knock it over twice in the one go. And it's from a poster who's having a pretty good year, it must be said. Thanks. From Craffles, it's called Tugger Fans Are Literally Tuggers. It's about the Richmond supporter who broke into the house and decided to masturbate and use the shower and eat the food. I think that thread's pretty funny especially how he's just turned into a Tiger Boys thing. And every time he sees Tiger Boys all over the bay, it was just effectively one you go whack off in someone's house, mate. <laughs> Honestly, though, that is a pretty fucking bizarre thing to do. That's so odd. Yeah, like, what is it? Is it like marking your territory sort of thing? Oh, come on. We've all been there, surely. We've all been there. What? Yes, we've all broken into someone's house, ate noodles, and masturbated on their couch. Masturbated? Mars? Mars? Where did the other... Masturbated? You know, when you go to Mars, you've got to masturbate it. I'm going to have a scone and a cup of tea, and then I'm going to subsequently (laughs) masturbate. (laughs) This is just like the North fan who got outed as the sex offender at the shopping centre or the... um... It's like the, the Hawthorne guy on the train. Yes, the Hawthorne guy on the train saying, shh. There's been a few like that where someone happens to be, it's an unfortunate incident and they're identified by the football clothes they're wearing. But what I'd like to know is how they actually found out that the person masturbated in the house. Like, did they catch him? And he said, yeah. And it's like, what did you do in the house? Yeah, I ate some noodles, had a shower, sprogged on their couch. Did they have a UV light or... Maybe that's what happened to Mardo's couch. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody masturbated on it. (laughs) Yeah, so the UV the UV light cookie, is that how they found him? They went all CSI on it. Either that or someone has some cameras linked up and there's some weird porn shit going on in that house. I'm hoping that was CCTV that got in. But... <laughs> Why would you hope for that? Do you want to watch that? <laughs> oh, have, you, have you not been him. on a podcast with this guy for like the last three or four years, Dan? I, I, yeah, I, mean, I shouldn't be surprised, really. It, it would be something new to like have on running in the background, like that footage while Chris Scott eats my asshole. <laughs> I've got a question. Tonight on Footy Classifieds, Hutchie has suggested that Luke Hodge may go on next year, but at Geelong. (laughs) 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 Um, How do you feel about that? Honestly, I ain't even mad. This would be such a massive troll if true, like, just to see him. He's finished now. Well, for starters, all the Cats vlogs saying that, because the Cats vlogs are saying he's finished, he's finished. Why didn't he retire last year? They'd have to do such an about face to just try and look credible if he ever went to them. And all the years that they've been bagging him out as a dirty sniper and... (laughs) He'll be their dirty sniper. I mean, like, I know it is kind of wrong that that sort of stuff shouldn't happen, but you kind of want to see it happen. You're used to it now after last year. Well, fucking, this would just be such a troll-worthy thing that I'd just say, fuck it, let it happen. This would troll both sides dramatically. Like, Penal's being awfully positive about this, but you could see the shit fights taking the most bizarro turn if this were to happen. (laughs) How old is Hodge? 33 or 34, yeah. So you you wouldn't you wouldn't get compo. No. no. I mean yeah, he's got a lot of accolades. So I mean uh, for the pure oh, we could, maybe maybe you get pick, pick eighty eight from him. He's a Colac boy, might just want to go home. 
Well, it probably pushes Mackie out of the side, unfortunately. No, they'll trade it straight swap Mackie to Hawthorne, and then we'll get a melt from Penny. And then all the Hawthorne supporters will have to backtrack over Mackie's softness. Geelong have to backtrack Hodge's thuggery, and the Hawk supporters have to backtrack on Mackie's softness. We haven't hit Mackie as hard as they've hit Hodge. I think a better one would be, I mean, I know he won't come to us, but Selwood, obviously, the ducky thing, or even Motlop, because they they still want to get rid of him. So maybe, maybe they send him to us, and then the whole Motlop-Rioli shit fights would take on a weird angle. <laughs> and I see, like, I was scrolling through Facebook. Obviously, I haven't had time to watch Blue Classifieds, but to, like, Hutchies has come up with another thing. I was like, oh, this will be good. So I muted <laughs> Skype and watched it. And I got, like, 20 seconds in. As soon as he said it, I finished myself laughing, came back with my question. <laughs> I hope it happens. Oh, please. Uh, oh, boy, the, uh, the Geelong board. I'd rather win a spoon than have hodgepodge at the mighty catters. <laughs> Where do we land on throughout the week? What do we want to give it to? I went with the small-nosed Barrett one, but I kind of like the Matthew Lloyd destroyed Thurgood's <laughs> career, <laughs> even though I've only read a little bit of it. Yeah, I think fine. he was part of that sort of bundle of Roughhead and, and Buddy, wasn't he, in that draft? Yeah, there were a handful that got grouped together in that draft that came out, and some of them happened to be pretty shit, and Thurgood was one of those. Well, we'll never know, really. I mean, thanks <laughs> to Matt Lloyd. <laughs> he could have been the best of a lot. Yeah, you just never know. Oh, well. All right, let's go with the Lloyd Thurgood one, I guess. Fog of the week. It's not me. Don't poke it. Well, well, I wasn't going to, but now that you mentioned, no, it, I'm just getting, I'm just getting in before anyone does. Oh, I see. fucking pre- preemptive defence, Anthony yeah. Rocker style. <laughs> I was going to say Anthony Rocker, <laughs> Dan Vegas. <laughs> Dan Vegas. I can't win. This is this is ridiculous. No, go on. Vote for me. Dan's fog of the week again. Gets it every week. <laughs> victim. That's a lie. Another lie. You don't get it every week. Well, near on. Now, who do we want to give it to? Zaka. Zaka's potential. Who else? Can I give it to Malcolm Turnbull and Waleed Ali? Yeah, we've done <laughs> that sort of shit before. Why not? Manny Pacquiao. He <laughs> got he got chipped. The judges denied him. Yeah. If anything, you should give the judges fog of the week. Oh, all the all the professional boxing pundits who knew everything about boxing yesterday. Go away. Go yeah, away. That's a, that's a fair call. Um, did you have money? Did you have money on Horn Morgan? No, no. I, I know nothing about boxing. No, no. Just everybody who's an expert, just like how everyone's an expert on horse racing at spring carnival time. And yeah, I I was walking to the ground. Super Bowl. I was walking around past a bar at the MCG that's got like an outdoor bit between gate seven and gate one and everyone was standing around watching the fight and I was like, there's no way you people care about boxing. Like, you don't fuck, get out of my way. Yeah, everyone, when the big and, were, uh, and they were standing there and they're like, oh yeah, he's, he's, he's got his, oh, I've got him one up on my card. I'm like, fuck off, you don't have a card. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know anything. Shut up. You know what, actually, I almost want to give it to it on the basis of that, but before that happens, I want to nominate Human Meatball. <laughs> oh. I like Meatball. Why? I like Meatball. He's a fan of mine. He might be the, un- the only fan. He took exception to being tagged. <laughs> Had a nice little sook about that. That's the best I could think of, but yeah. He did make a bit of an ass to of himself. But that being said, I'm happy to go with Morgs and give it to the guy on the basis of I've got him one up on my card. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's what a human said. A human being said that in public. And I was like, um, you don't even have a card in front of you. You have nothing. You're just standing outside. <laughs> Who are we giving it to? Are we giving it to all the fight experts? Yeah. Yeah, just give it to the guys that were watching the boxing fight. Next week's games. Adelaide Dogs.
It's gone for the dogs. Both won Western Sydney. Western Sydney. Ah, ah, no. You coin. Collingwood. Stop Sydney it. Gold Coast. It's gone for the Gold Coast. Coin is optimistic. Brisbane Geelong. Brisbane. St Kilda Richmond. Richmond. North Melbourne Fremantle. Oh, he's giving it another go. Fremantle, Carlton, and Melbourne. Not from Melbourne. West Coast Port. Gone for Port. Do we have anything else we want to add? No, I don't give a shit about this round. <laughs> oh, I guess Collingwood Essendon's a good game. I'll probably watch that one. That's the one you pick. <laughs> well, you've got so two bad. top eight clashes at the very least, and you pick that. Well, I'll probably watch the St Kilda Richmond game. Yes, uh, you got West Coast Port as well. I steer clear from Fremantle games, but I, I have no choice with this one. We should just not go. Where are you going to sit, Dan? <laughs> Far away from you, you stalking... Hang on. I am really looking forward to our uh, GWS game, just because I think it might be our last chance to beat them for a while, but I think we can beat them, continue our... Oh, just, just, just quickly, how many, how many people do you think will go to the North Rio game? Mm. 25,000. I reckon Your, about five of us. No way. No, no way. We would have to... Have, we, 12 of us, and so Dan's got nowhere to hide. <laughs> Odd, odd. <laughs> no, they all struggle to break 10,000, Cookie. Yeah. Like, what'd you get for the Suns game? I don't think it'll be much I different. Can't, maybe 15,000. I would say it'd be pretty Let's... comparable. Like, Gold Coast for Frio, they basically neither have any supporters in Victoria, really. Cookie, that 25 would be for three games, not one. Ellie Cat will be there. No, no, but it's like, and yeah, it's like 30 extra Frio fans. That's about it. That's not going to make a dent, like, because I don't think the North supporters going to give a crap whether, and it's a Sunday, so it's probably worse time slot. They're not going to give a crap whether it's Gold Coast or Frio. No. Like, they're two pretty evenly matched teams on the ladder, too, so it's not like you're more likely to beat one of them. No, they won't get many. Oh, hang on. Here we go. Found that, that game. How many did we get? Scrolling. 15,431 people. Okay, so you get 15,460 people. 341. You're such a liar. I'm reading it off the screen, Morgan. It says 15,431 at Eddie Had Stadium. Well, it says on the AFL website, 15,341. What game are you looking at? <laughs> North Melbourne. I'll, dance I'll screenshot. The crowd figures. I will screenshot this shit. I'm telling you. <laughs> there we go. Bitch. See who's lying there. <laughs> Thanks, Teach. You're looking at the wrong game. Okay. North Melbourne versus Gold Coast. So am I. Fifteen four three one. Fifteen three four one. Someone's made a typo. So who's right? The both screenshots. Well, which one's the right crowd then? The <laughs> AFL website says fifteen four three one. But so does the AFL. That the, what I took was from the AFL website too. I think you're lying, Morgan. If you scroll <laughs> up in the second paragraph, the article. Yeah, it's fifteen three four one in the Yeah, they're fucked up. This is the same article. You both took it from different areas of the article. Yeah, dickhead Dan scrolled to the bottom. <laughs> yeah, I scrolled to the bottom. there. The crowd at the bottom, it says official crowd, so mine's right. Piss off. <laughs> the official record does state uh four yes, three one. I was wrong. My name is Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? Is that it for this week? Yes, we can call that it if we want. This was the flogcast for round 15. Starburns joined by Cookson. Goodbye, all. Thanks for managing to put up with this shit. Dan. <laughs>
And penal. Oh, I think those performances are worthy of a uh, red card sending off. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week if we all don't take up piano lessons in the meantime, too. <laughs>